بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم uh, we continue the uh, discussion of the hadith the great hadith of Jibril عليه السلام when he came to the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and he asked him about the matters of the deen and we reached the point where we were talking about the salah, different aspects of salah. And the last thing uh, we talked about is the, uh, the uh, changing from a general salah to a particular one. And we talked about the changing from particular to particular and the ruling on that and we talked about uh, the change from uh, particular to uh, general now we will talk about the intention uh, the intention of the imam and the intention of following the imam we know that the congregation al-jama'ah needs an imam and needs a ma'mum the one whom the imam leads the praying Muslim behind the imam and that the least of the jama'ah the least of the congregation in number uh, are two people and the more the jama'ah then it is more beloved to Allah the Most High and there must be a niyyah intention for the ma'mum and also intention to follow the imam this is an agreed upon matter meaning if you join a congregation then you must have intention uh, to follow the imam whom you joined in congregation but as we discussed before the intention doesn't need much work that is because the one who comes to the masjid then he uh, comes with the intention to follow and when a person says to another person lead me in prayer then he has the intention to follow him you understand and it doesn't need much work having the intention clear? طيب then what about, this is concerning the ma'mum. Then what about the intention of the imam? The scholars, rahimahumullah, differed. The scholars, rahimahumullah, differed. Is it binding upon the imam to have the intention to be an imam or not? Some of the people of knowledge said, it's a must that he makes the intention as an imam so accordingly if two people come and they find a man leading uh, praying if they find an imam praying according to this opinion if they make intention that this imam leads them in the salah and so they 
take a line behind him while he does not know of what they are doing but they made the intention that he is their imam and so they began following him so those who went to the opinion that the imam must have the intention to lead as an imam they say that the salah of these two individuals is invalid why? they argued that because the imam did not have the intention for imama to lead the prayer and as of those who said that this is not a condition to have the intention for the imam to lead, then they consider that the salah of these two individuals as valid because they uh, took him as an imam. Uh, the first opinion uh, is the opinion which is uh, widespread amongst the uh, madhab of Imam Ahmed, rahimahullah. And the second opinion is the madhab school of thought of Imam Malik, rahimahullah. And the Imam Malik, rahimahullah, took as evidence that the Prophet, sallallahu prayed one night alone in Ramadan. People came to the masjid and prayed behind him. And the Prophet, sallallahu when he began the salah, he did not intend to be an imam. So they considered this to be therefore valid. Also they took as evidence that Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, stayed one night at the Prophet ﷺ house. And when the Prophet ﷺ stood up in the night to pray, he stood up to pray alone. So Ibn Abbas made wudu and entered with him, joined him in Salah. But this, this second one, the hadith of Ibn Abbas, there is no yani, evidence in it. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ intended the imam. How? He intended it during the Salah. And there is no harm in making the intention during the Salah. Anyway, therefore, from this we take a precautionary stance in this matter. We say, if two people come, to an individual who is praying. Let them alert him. Alert him that he is now going to be an imam for them. If he keeps silent, then in this case he approved. And if he refuses and points to them in his ha- with his hand, don't pray behind me, then they shouldn't pray behind him. And this is the precautionary matter and the matter that takes precedence. Is that clear so far? Point indicating his refusal. Point to them indicating his refusal. Now, the second thing, uh, should the, should, or, is it valid? Is it valid? To pray the faridah, the fard, led by someone praying nafil, the optional prayer, or the opposite, or the opposite. 
meaning they should should they be on the same kind of legality on both the, the both, both types of salah with the imam the salah of the imam and the salah of the ma'mum yeah. let us examine them as to the individual who prays nafil led by someone praying fard then there is no harm in that because the sunnah gave us an evidence for that when the prophet sallallahu finished his salat al-fajr one day in masjid al-khayf al-khayf in mina he saw that there were two men who did not pray with the congregation so he asked them what prevented you to pray with the people they said oh messenger of Allah we prayed in our residence and it's possible that they prayed they are thinking that they may not be able to join the congregation or to any other reason he said if you do so and you pray in your residence then you come to a masjid jama'ah where jama'ah is being formed or uh, performed then pray with them and it will be a nafil for you it will be considered as nafil for you meaning which one will be nafil for you their second one right because they already performed the farida and their responsibility is freed from the first one you see so their second one will be a nafil for them and they, they will be this they will be praying this nafil led by an imam who is praying the farida you understand is that clear is that clear so therefore if the if the ma'mum prays the farida and the imam prays the fard his imam praying the fard then there is no harm then it's okay as proven by the sunnah as you have heard so this is clear inshallah what about the opposite if the if the imam is praying the nafil if the imam is praying the nafil and the ma'mum is praying the farida the closest thing that you can see this happening is during the month of Ramadan. If a person comes late and uh, he missed Salat al-Isha and he found the people praying Salat al-Taraweeh, should he join them with the intention of Isha or should he pray the Farida alone then join them in Taraweeh. This is a place of difference of opinion between the scholars. Some of them said, it is not valid for him to pray the farida led by an imam praying the nafil, because the farida is higher in rank, and therefore, it shouldn't be the opposite, that the rank of the salah prayed by the imam is less than the rank of the salah prayed by the ma'mum. 
This is one opinion. The second opinion, that it is valid to pray the Faridah, and because the Sunnah stands as a proof, or has a proof for that. What is the evidence from the Sunnah? The evidence is in the Hadith of Mu'ad bin Jabal, radiyallahu anhu. He used to pray with the Prophet Al-Isha. Then he goes to his people and leads them in the same salah. So now his Isha now with his people is nafil, right? And for them it is farida. You understand? You understand the situation? And the Prophet did not disapprove of this. He didn't disapprove of the action. He didn't disapprove the action of Mu'ad. So therefore it is what? It is valid. Is that clear? No. But if someone says, if someone raises the following point, well it may be that the Prophet did not know. What about if the Prophet did not know? It may be. The answer to that is to say, if he knew, then the case is proven. Because Mu'ad was reported to the Prophet concerning his action in prolonging the Isha. So it appears, and Allah knows best, that the Prophet was given the case of Isha, uh, the case of Mu'ad in its entirety. Now, now, uh, if we assume that Mu'adh or that the Messenger وسلم, did not know of the action of Mu'adh, right? Then who knows? Then who knows? If the Prophet وسلم, did not know of his action, then Allah knows, right? First and foremost, Nothing is hidden. Nothing is hidden from Allah in the heavens or in the earth, on the earth. And since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew, and there was no alert to the Prophet concerning the action of Mu'ad, this stands as a proof for its permissibility. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not approve for his slaves something which is not legal. Never. Absolutely. So therefore, this stands to be a proof for the situation. Even therefore, the sahih, the correct position, that it is permissible for the person to pray the farida, led by someone praying the nafl. And we have now a textual proof. So therefore, any analogy is in opposition to a textual proof, and therefore it is not 
considered. So therefore, accordingly, if you come in Ramadan, during the month of Ramadan, and the people pray in Taraweeh, and you did not pray Salat al-Isha, then join them. Join them having the intention of Isha. So if you had joined in the first rak'ah, for example, so if the Imam makes Taslim, if the Imam makes Taslim, you already now joined him in two rak'ah. Then stand up to bring the remaining two. And if you had joined the Imam in the second rak'ah, then what? You need to bring what? Three. Because you only joined the Imam with one. There are still three upon you to finish. You understand? And this is uh, proven uh, to be the saying of Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah, yet his madhab is in opposition to his position. Now, therefore, from this, therefore, we, we uh, take the following. We take the following. First, praying faridah. Led by an imam praying farida is permissible. Second, praying farida led by an imam praying nafil, there is difference of opinion. And the correct position it is valid. Third, Praying nafil, led by an imam praying fard, this is permissible. The, are these matters now clear, inshallah, so far? So therefore, you can see, fard and fard in agreement. Fard and nafil, disagreement, but preponderating opinion permissible and the opposite is the same permissible is that clear this summarizes it all the third matter concerning the uh, this issue is in the kind of salah prayed is it conditional is it conditional that the salah of the imam and the ma'moom be in agreement in the kind of salah meaning dhuhr with dhuhr asr with asr and so forth is it or not in this also there is ikhtilaf there is difference of opinion Some of the scholars are with the opinion that the two kinds of salah must be the same. Meaning, dhuhr, pray dhuhr, led by someone praying dhuhr. You pray the asr, led by someone praying the asr. Pray the maghrib, led by someone praying the maghrib. Pray the isha, 
led by someone praying the Isha. Pray the Fajr, led by someone praying the Fajr, and so forth. Because the Prophet ﷺ said in the agreed upon hadith, إِنَّمَا جُعِلَ الْإِمَامُ لِيُؤْتَمَّ بِهِ فَلَا تَخْتَلِفُ عَلَيْهِ The Imam is to be followed, so don't differ on him. This is the first opinion. Is that clear? So they must be the same in the kind between the Imam and the Ma'mum. This is the first opinion. The second opinion, they said, no, this is not conditional. It is permissible to pray Asr led by an Imam praying Zuhr. And it is permissible to pray the Zuhr led by an Imam praying Asr. Or Asr led by an Imam praying Isha. They said that the Imam, the following under these situations is not affected. And since it is permissible to pray the Fard led by a Nafil, although the rulings are different, the ruling is different, therefore the difference in the title has no effect. And this opinion is more correct. This opinion is more correct. So if one now says, I came for Salat al-Isha after the Adhan. And when the Salah was uh, called Uqimat is called for to, to be established I remembered that I prayed the Dhuhr without Wudu I remembered that I prayed the Dhuhr without Wudu so how could how should I pray the Dhuhr led by someone praying the Isha you see the case you see the case? This man came to pray the Isha. And when the Iqama was called, he remembered that he did not pray the Dhuhr, or rather he prayed the Dhuhr without Wudu. So how he is going to pray now the Dhuhr, you know, led by someone praying Isha. The kinds differed. You see that? There is difference in kind. We say, he can, we say yes, join the Imam and pray the Dhuhr. Your intention is Dhuhr and your Imam's intention is Isha and this is not harmful. This is not harmful. And the Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مْرِئٍ مَا نَوَى Verily, deeds are by intentions. And he would say, then what about the saying of the Prophet ﷺ, which we just heard earlier, إِنَّمَا جُعِلَ الْإِمَامُ لِيُؤْتَمَّ بِهِ فَلَا تَخْتَلِفُ عَلَيْهِ The Imam is to be followed. Then don't differ on him. We say, it doesn't mean that you don't differ with him with the intention. Why? Because in the following statement of, of the Prophet ﷺ, in the same hadith, in the, in the statement that followed, he made it clear. He interpreted this hadith by saying, فَإِذَا كَبَّرَ فَكَبِّرُوا If the Imam makes takbir, then make takbir. And if he prostrates, then prostrate. And if he lifts from that, then lift from the prostration. 
meaning follow him but don't follow him but don't what proceed before him and the wording of the Prophet ﷺ interprets the same statement so therefore no problem this leads us to something else now is this clear now No. Now, if the two, if the two salah, two prayers, agree in number and agree in form, there is no problem. Like dhuhr, dhuhr led by someone praying asr. The number is the same, right? And the form is the same. We have no problem with this. Clear? Clear so far? There is no problem in this situation. But if the two prayers differ, but if the two prayers differ, such that the prayer of the ma'moom is two rak'ah, for example, is two rak'ah, for example, and the prayer of the imam is four, or the opposite, or the ma'moom praying three, and the imam four, or the opposite. You see the situations now? Different in number, uh, different in number. Then the answer. Listen, if the salah of the ma'moom exceeds, then there is no problem. I repeat, if the salah of the ma'moom exceeds that of the imam in number, then there is no problem. Example, a person enters the masjid to pray Maghrib. Maghrib is how many rakah? Three. When the iqama is called, when the iqama is called, he remembered that he prayed Asr without wudu. So now, what is required from him now to pray first? What is required now from him to pray? Huh? The Asr, which he, which was not valid for him, because he prayed the Asr without wudu. The answer, the solution. Clear now? You clear the case? Is the case clear? Is the case clear? Tayyip. The answer we say, Join the Imam, join the Imam with the intention of Asr. And when your Imam makes Taslim, then you still have to bring how many rakah? The Imam is praying three. And you need to pray four. So you need to bring one rakah. And this has no problem with it, right? You see, there's no problem. If the prayer of the ma'moom exceeds that of the imam, then there is no problem, right? Whatever is left, he, he, he must bring. He must perform. Clear? Time. Then, what about if the salah of the imam exceeds that of the ma'moom? This is the second situation, therefore. What about if 
the salah of the imam exceeds that of the ma'mum. In this case we say, if for example the ma'mum joins the imam in the second rak'ah, or after the second rak'ah, then there is no problem. I repeat. Now we are talking about this other situation. Listen carefully. If the salah of the imam exceeds that of the ma'mum, then if the ma'mum joins in the second rak'ah and what comes afterwards, or what comes afterwards, then there is no problem. And if he joins in the first rak'ah, then we will have a problem. Let us give example. You come, you came, and the Imam was praying Isha. You came and the Imam was praying Isha. And this occurs many times when uh, in many mosques they combine the prayers. You come from home and you find that the masjid is uh, making combination because it's due to rain or, or, or the like. So if you came and you found them praying Isha, and you found, you found them praying in the last two rak'ah, then we tell you, then, then in this case, you join them with the intention of Maghrib. You join them in the intention of Maghrib. Now you got two rak'ah. If the Imam makes the sleem, you bring one. And there is no problem. Clear? You see that? You bring one, and there is no problem now. You finished. But if you, if you came, if you came, and you found them praying Isha, and they are in the second rakah. In this case, you join them with the intention of Maghrib. Okay. You hear me now? So in the first one, you came and you find, you, you came and you found them praying the last two rakahs. You enter with them with the intention of Maghrib. You pray the two rakah with them, and if the Imam makes the sleem, you bring one rakah and there is no problem. Now the second situation. If you came and you found them praying Salat al-Isha, but they are in the second rakah. In which rakah now they are? The second. Now you join them with the intention of Maghrib. And in this case, you make taslim with the Imam and there is no harm. Why? Because you didn't add, nor did you omit. There is no problem in that as well. But there are some people who think that there is a problem. Is that clear so far? These two situations, is that clear? Okay. Alhamdulillah. Some people say, well, if I join in the second rakah, then I will sit in the rakah which will be the second for the imam. And for me, it is the first. So it, it will be that I sat 
in my first for tashahud. You understand? Some people may think that this is a problem. Right? We say this is no harm. This is of no harm. Why? Isn't it that if you join an imam in Salat al-Dhuhr in the second rak'ah, the imam will sit for the tashahud and it will be first for you? Answer me. Right or wrong? Right or wrong? Right? You understand that? Isn't it that if you join an imam in Salat al-Dhuhr in the second rak'ah, the imam will sit for the tashahud and it will be what? Your first. Right? Because you came in the second rak'ah. You only prayed one rak'ah. Right? This is the same. This is the same and therefore there is no problem. Right? The problem, however, is so far so clear. Alhamdulillah. Right? So far clear. The problem, however, if you come to the masjid, if you come to the masjid, and you find them praying Isha, and you find them praying Isha, and they are in their first rak'ah, and you join them in this first rak'ah, in this case, you will pray three with the imam, while the imam will stand for the fourth. What should you do? You see this? This is the problem, right? You understand? This is problematic, right? This is problematic. What should you then do? Here, why it's problem? Because if you stand up with him, you will be adding one rak'ah to your salah, right? You will be praying four, and the maghrib is three. Right? Right? This is a problem, right? Right. And if you sit, then you will what? Be behind the imam. You will uh, not be following the imam. Right? You will not be following the imam. Better put it this way. So what should you do? We say, Ijlis. Sit. If you are joining, if you, if you intend to combine, you see that? If you intend to combine the Maghrib and the Isha, then make the intention to leave the Imam. Do not follow now. Read recite at tahiyyat and make taslim you see that when the imam when the imam goes for the fourth don't go with him you can sit with the intention now of leaving the imam you make the tahiyyat your full tashahud make taslim you finished your maghrib right you finished your maghrib right in this case then after that then you stand up and follow the Imam in whatever is left from Isha. Because it is possible to attain him. You understand? Because it is possible to attain him even in one rak'ah. 
You see that? And in this way you would be combining, if you are combining. But if you are not intending to combine, to join the prayers, or if you are a person, you know, such that it is not allowed for you to combine, in this case you have the option. If you wish, you can sit for tashahud and wait for the imam until he sits from his fourth rak'ah and makes tashahud and then make taslim with him. You understand? You understand? Clear? Clear? I repeat, in this case, if it is not allowed for you to, go, to join, or if you don't intend to join, then in this case you sit for the tashahud. Wait for the imam, wait for the imam to finish his fourth rak'ah, and sits for his tashahud, and then you make taslim with him. Clear? Clear? Tayyip. And if you wish, then you intend to leave the imam, following your tashahud, make your tashahud and taslim. Clear? This is the preponderating opinion regarding these problematic matters. And this is the choice of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah. Your intention to depart from the Imam, this is for necessity. Because the person cannot increase, cannot add to his Maghrib prayer above three. So therefore, the sitting here is for a legal necessity and there is no harm in that. So far clear, inshallah? We're going to stop here. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a benefit for myself and for all of you. And to make it from those who understand, to make us from those who understand their deen and apply it in the way that pleases Allah the Most High with the good intention.